What's up? What's going on, Raymond? Oh. Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. Yeah, you heard that news this week? When he chose this song, it was a no-brainer to choose it for the intro. <laughs> we have we have to talk about this. Yeah. We certainly do. <laughs> so everything that happened with him and Chris Rock, well, that faded yep. out pretty quick. Everything that happened with him and Chris Rock last year or whatever, whenever it happened, and the big uproar of him saying, leave my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, and these people haven't even been together for the last, what, seven, eight years? Uh, I think 2016, yeah. Yeah. Um, the big so hullabaloo over nothing. My question... To you though, do you think Will slept with Margot Robbie? I'm I'm sure they both. That's all the rumors. That's been a rumor. Both, that's been a rumor for a both while. Were probably true at one point. Yes, as I'm thinking. And they did two or three movies back to back together or something. I also think that she's trying to save face and trying to save the family at this point. Coming Maybe. out with anything that she can say because that was a bad PR move for not only him but for her too. Yep. Especially the aftermath, the months pro- after that. Yep. And. I just have a feeling that this is her way of distancing, distancing herself from it, putting Probably. Will under the bus completely, and now he has to explain himself of why he, why he called her his wife. Because today it came out that I don't know why she said I don't know why he called me his wife. We haven't been called. We haven't called each other husband and wife in years. But they always, uh, they've always like. They didn't come out publicly about that, so they, he was probably just keeping up image. Wouldn't uh, that be the case? I mean, I guess, I guess they so. were on uh, one of those David Blaine specials, the one with Harrison Ford there, where uh, David Blaine put the five dollar right. bill inside Harrison Ford's uh, orange. That's right. It's fucking still trying to figure that one out, but uh, yeah, because um, they were on that special together in like 2019. Um, so it's it's quite odd. Their whole family situation, I feel, has been odd for a while. His son is quite the Weird. interesting character. Yes. Yes. <sighs> His daughter, though, she's a really good rock star. Have you ever heard her, her uh, rock music? I don't well, think I have. Yeah, she's a, she's a great guitarist. She almost, it sounds a lot like uh, Paramore, the way she sings and everything. Oh, okay. She, uh, she's been in some movies, right? I think so, yeah. 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 And, and, of course, he, Willow and um, uh, what's-his-name has been, too, his son, um... Yeah, his son Jaden's been in a bunch. Jaden, yeah, he's been in a bunch. Yeah. But. Um, all right, so let's jump into the show. We're going to start off with two taste tests, one that's been years in the making. So here's a... Dun, dun, dun. Suspense is killing us. It is Halloween. Oh, here it is. Here's a fat fucks. Because I'm fat, fat, I'm fat. Come on. Um, first, we're going to try Ruffles Double Crunch Honey Mustard we talked about it last week. I was able to acquire two bags, one for you, one for me. Opening up the bag, they do smell pretty damn good. I know the Double Crunch, they have the, they have a little bit more flavor than the regular Ruffles usually. So, we'll find out. Not bad. Very subtle. 
figured they'd be a little These bit more flavor. These are fucking delicious. They're good, though. I think they're the perfect amount of flavor. Any more, with the way this honey mustard tastes, it would be too much. Yep. Yeah, perfect amount. God. I'm gonna keep some of those out. Because we are going to be taste testing after years and years and me finally being able to hunt them down. Spray can ranch and spray can blue cheese dressing or dip. This is a brand Flip Whip. Very hard to find. Um, it took us a year to actually find them. I know Walmart had an exclusivity to them and I found them actually at Target. But they come just like a regular whipped cream container. And first I'm going to try the blue cheese. I have some crackers, some Ritz, and I'm going to try them with some chips that we just got to. So, let's try the blue cheese first. Shake the can. Oh god, this isn't going to be delightful at all. That is whipped cream. If I've never seen whipped cream before in my life. So. I'm nervous. I am too, because it looks like whipped cream. Oh my god, it's fucking awful. Holy shit. Mm. It's the pungent blue cheese that I don't like. Like, sometimes yeah. you get a blue cheese, and it's too blue cheesy. Yeah, that you're, is disgusting. You are right on that. That type of blue cheese is disgusting. Like, I think it's Newman's is, like, what it reminds me of. Is Yes, it's definitely the stuff they sell in the bottle that doesn't have to be refrigerated. You get a fresh blue cheese. Like, you go to, you go to like, Buffalo Wild Wings, you get a good blue cheese that doesn't have a really pungent, strong blue cheese flavor like this can. That's disgusting. Yeah. That is especially fucking awful. Especially when it looks like what you're going to get from a whipped cream. It looks disgusting. It's, it's, it tastes disgusting. Definitely that's putting a, that on someone's ice cream. That's a... That's... We should have given you this before Fox is closed. Oh, wait. You don't close until Monday. Perfect. Oh, Shovel Boy's <laughs> getting some fucking... Oh, Shovel Boy. I'm going to give you... I'm going to make him a Sunday and put that shit on it. Well, at least that kid won't go to waste. <laughs> Alright. So, I love ranch. So, I'm hoping this is a little bit more promising. How can you fuck up ranch, but also how can you fuck up blue cheese? So, um, I can get this damn thing open. Oh, it's a good thing we had those chips open because I needed that to get that taste out of my mouth. Jesus Christ. Check it up again. Alright, much lighter dose this time. Alright, let's try this. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's fucking disgusting, too. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm going to tell you. Oh, my God. What is that? It's almost like a tinny flavor. For uh, full, full disclosure, that's what it looks like. It looks like whipped cream. But it does not taste like whipped cream. You do understand we are not a video podcast, so you just showed me what I just ate. We're recording on video, so I may post this eventually. Oh, God. Yeah, not good. Not good. 
Well, if we ever gave food a grimace, this would be probably the biggest grimace we've ever given oh because God. these are pretty disgusting. I, uh, good idea. However, the flavor, Terrible they, execution. Fucked, they fucked up the flavor royally. The blue cheese, they went a whole different direction Whoever than what they should have. approved that shit, flavor-wise, should be fired. Like, the main ingredient in both are cream and, bu and buttermilk. And then sweet but buttermilk, cream, whole milk, vinegar, salt, I mean, corn syrup for the blue cheese. So it's, it's basically what you would get from the beginnings of a dip, but also the beginnings of whatever you would get in a whipped cream container, so... Hey, no carbs, so we didn't gain any weight from this. So that's pretty good. So if you want to have a healthy alternative to whipped cream, I mean, uh, ranch and blue cheese, get this whipped cream <coughs> can at Target. Also, if you want to throw up... Buffalo you chicken ice up, cream? <laughs> buffalo chicken... I can't wait till you tell me what happens with that. I'm glad we gave it to you before you close foxes. Give you enough time to uh, taste test all that. Yep, that's, uh, that's the worst thing we've ever tasted on the show. And, uh... Well worth it? Question mark? I don't know. No, no, not worth it at all, actually. I need to have one of these I just chips. Texted, I just texted Shovel Boy's brother and told him his brother's in for some of this <laughs> on some ice cream. I'm not sure which one was worse. I think the blue cheese was worse. Yeah, because that was, that was a bad blue cheese. Maybe if I had put the ranch on something, like if I had like a buffalo something, it might be okay, but yeah, there's no salvaging that blue cheese. That was awful. That I don't know how we're gonna, fucking terrible. I don't know how we're going to go on from here. Yeah, I know. I, th I thought it would taste better than that, but yeah, that's awful. I thought All the right. ranch would be good. I didn't really have high hopes for the blue cheese ever. Yeah, because uh, you're, right, you're right about blue cheese. You cannot get... Like, Marie's is a good blue cheese. But Marie's the, is the, perfect, the, yeah. The refrigerated section, not overpowering. Yeah. But you get those... You get those... Like, like the, you get the... Warm bottles in the dressing aisle, they are not yep. good. Whatever they, whatever yeah. kind of blue cheese that is, whatever that uh, flavor is. At the restaurant, we have Ken's, um, I believe it's called restaurant style blue cheese. And it's just style. like, and it's just like, like wild wings or something like that. It's similar yep. to that. And yep. uh, it's really good. Yep. I like uh, yeah. Ruby's. They're, they make their own blue cheese now and they mm -hmm. have for a couple of years. And their nice. blue cheese is really good. It goes really well with buffalo. I like homemade ranch and blue cheese. That's the way to go if you haven't. But let's try to move on. What we watched this week? We watched some. We watched some good movies. Um, movie I wanted to see. I haven't seen yet. I, I saw some previews for it. A new a new uh, UFO movie on on Hulu called No One Will Save You. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I do want to watch it for for this for this uh, this month for Halloween month. Um, so some some sort of abduction. Um, more modern day UFO type of story. I'm I'm going to uh, look that look into that a little bit more and maybe get into it in the next couple of weeks. But we did watch a couple of horror movies. But I'm gonna talk about Loki episode two because I just watched it. Um, this show is great, and I love I love how they're doing a season two for this. So I think we talked about it um, last week how they want to do more of a traditional. Actually, I think we're gonna talk talk about it this week. I've just been hearing so much about it this week, but. They want to do more of a tra traditional TV setup for Disney going forward. And that means having more seasons rather than different stories, different... Although I love the special presentation idea, which was great. Um, having different series and six episodes for something that had no continuation, you know there wasn't going to be any continuation, never made sense. 
But have, if you're going to have a TV uh, set up... Here's an idea. Get a showrunner, because they don't use showrunners. And that's, that's something that's been happening for hundreds of years. Yeah, and, and we're going to talk about that. There's a reason that. why there's showrunners for TV. Yeah, we're going to talk about so. that, the whole Disney plan going forward. I have that in the news. Yeah. We'll talk about it. But, yeah, that's that's the thing. There's no TV plan, and that's what they need to do, and I think that's what the plan is now. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Loki Episode 2, great. The show is great. Um, I hear out of the four episodes that were that were uh, shown to the critics, I hear episode four is the best of of, of the bunch. Yeah, four leaves you off on a WTF note from what yeah, I that's, heard. Yeah, that's that's why they that's why Wait. they gave the critics those four episodes. Yeah. The fourth one would get them whoa, kind of get that vibe to them. But right. we'll talk about that. But episode two is great. I love what they do. I love Sylvie. I loved her in the first season. I love her in this. She she played a little bit bigger part in the end of this. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I I. I I can't wait to see what they do with um with what's his name who plays Kang. I I don't know where the character is going to go from here. He has a whole movie set up for him later on in the Avengers. So whether that still happens in that same that same level, I don't know. But we'll have to wait and see. Um, but a movie that you had brought up last week that I knew it was coming out, didn't remember when or where, was Totally Killer. I know we brought it up because it was a horror movie, a slasher movie, set in the 80s, time travel, very Back to the Future-like, and this girl goes back in time to try to stop serial killing. And like you mentioned, it's like I've told you, it's Back to the Future meets Scream. It's it's with excellent, excellent, excellent results. And you know me, I don't like horror, I don't like slashers that much. I, I love the yep. Scream movie, the original Scream movie. Yep. This is probably my favorite slasher I've ever seen. This it's is just, one of my favorite slashers. I love this fucking movie. It's because of of the eighties and nineties nostalgia, yep. and and it's just it's very very good the way the way they, the way it's done, um, and there's a lot of Back the to the whole, Future references. The whole Gen Z or whatever. Um, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? I'm not talking. Yeah, my headphones I, I, might have died. I'm not. I, yeah, they did die. Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, they reconnected. Okay. okay. Um, but uh, yeah, the whole Gen Z fish out of water, like when she gets a ride from the lady, and she's like, "You could be a, a serial killer," yeah. and the lady's like, "Would a serial killer dress like this or whatever?" And it's just like so. The '80s are so different from today. Yeah. And I wonder if, like, when people watch Back to the Future, if that's kind of the, the same feelings they had at the time. Um, Knowing what, like people our age watching Back to the Future for the first time, knowing right. what it was like in in the fifties, so 50s, to speak, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I absolutely loved every minute of this movie. I had a smile on my face the entire time. It was absolutely tremendous. Um, it wasn't too bloody. There's only a few deaths no. in it, but it's all just so comedy based. Um, the song that when she steps out into the eighties for the first time was absolutely perfect. Um, the whole DNA thing was mm. hilarious because they didn't have dna like that back then mm-hmm. um so yeah the whole thing was it's definitely my type of movie i'm gonna watch it again before the end of october and I, you could tell the killer who the killer was from the very beginning pretty much the minute you yes. see the killer you know you kind of knew who it was going to be yeah but great movie um it was on amazon right prime so if you want to watch it yeah it's on prime totally killer yep. Um, there's a girl who stars in it, so if you watch the trailer, that's what it is. It's very Back to the Future-esque. Uh, yes. you watch the trailer, it looks almost identical to Back to the Future, just yep. with a slasher killer, 
um, on the loose. So yeah. yeah, look for that. They do a uh, they do a misdirect with the uh, the killer to it. Yeah, a couple points. Um, so yeah, yeah, you kind of narrow it down to one of those two kids. Yeah, people. Yep. Yep. Um, and the last movie that we watched this week was Red State, a movie that has been years and years on my list of watching. It's Kevin Smith's pretty much the last movie that he made for studios before. It was kind of weird because it was right be- right during the beginning of Smodcast when he was starting his Smodcast empire with the, with the podcasting. Right after um, um, the movie with Bruce Willis that had he had a lot of bad shit happen on and it kind of gave him a bad taste of Hollywood. This is the first movie that he took and he toured around America. And he showed yep. showed in front of audiences, and he did podcasts, Q and A's, and all that stuff. This is the first movie he did that with, and that was Red State. Came out in twenty eleven. Um, this was before I started listening to his podcast. Like within a year after this, I started listening. So it was after he had already done the touring um, when I started listening to Hollywood Babylon. Um, I think a couple of years after this, but um, but yeah, it's 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 Kevin Smith's take on the ridiculous God hates. Westboro Baptist Church stuff that happened in the early 2000s still happens now because yep. they're still around. Um, if, if you don't know who they are, they're a group, not not necessarily a terrorist group like this shows, but they are very terrorizing in the way that they protest funerals for 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 gays, funerals for army vets coming back um, after after they die in the war. Um, they have signs that say "God hates fags" on them. They have signs. With deplorable yep. stuff on there, and this is Kevin Smith's take on that. It's also is another another return to religion for him. It's very religion based, um, of course. Dogma. This is ten years after Dogma, a little bit after ten years, but um, lots of lots of weird cameos in this. This came out right during Breaking Bad, so you see Skyler, you see Badger for Breaking Bad, and. You see a few other characters throughout the movie universe of everything. Like, you see Milton from Office Bates. He's getting a Hummer. Oh, yeah, he's also the sheriff of the town. Um, Michael Parks, who I know we saw him in this, but we also saw him in Tusk, which he was great in that. Um, yeah, he, he was recently, great in that. He recently yeah. passed in the last few years, but um, his son was also in this as well. Um, Hollywood Babylon mentioned that Ralph Garman was the execu- executioner. Um, he's the one that had the gun and, sh- and shot it in the guy's head at the end when they were tied up on the uh, cross. And John Goodman, who I always heard was great in this movie, and he was great. I think he's he's pretty much what turned this movie for me to be one of Kevin Smith's best written things. It's considering yep. what he's known to write for. He's known he's a known comedy writer. He wrote something that wasn't necessarily horror, but very thriller, very very suspenseful, um, and uh, just to, just. Just another thing of showing the religion in a different different way. Kind of like Dogma did, but in a very, very, very different way. And if you know Kevin's background, Kevin Smith's background, you know that he has a gay brother. You know he was grew up Catholic. So these are two things in his life that he kind of tackled in this one movie all gro- rolled into one. Kind of say, fuck you to the Westboro Baptist Church. They even mentioned the Westboro Baptist Church and the guy who runs it in this. Kind of like, they kind of mentioned him... In, in comparing it to the guy who's running the church in this movie, they kind of compare him to that. And he said, well, he's, they're not as bad as they are because they don't have guns. But they're still verbally just as bad. That's he kind of that's yep. tongue-in-cheek way of, of saying something about it. But I did love this movie. And yeah, as, far as, as far as ranking all of his movies, it's definitely up there just because it's so different from what he's done. Um, you don't see too many dramatic movies from him. I mean, even... 
a movie like Chasing Amy, which is a lot of a lot of it is dramatic, but there's still comedy moments. It's it's, it's got yep. Jay and Silent Bob in it, so this is this is a definitely a departure from him. Um, his wife's in it. There's a lot of there's a lot of USQ people in this still, so it's yep. it's very very good movie. Um, and I I'm glad we watched yeah. it for this month. It um, it might be uh, one of my favorite, probably top three Kevin Smith movies. It behind, could be probably Chasing Amy and maybe Clerks Two. I think Clerks yeah. Two is my favorite. Um, Dogma's my favorite. Always will be. I love I love Chasing Amy. I love Dogma. I mean, I love most of his movies. Um, so except yeah, that'd for, be my uh, top five probably. Except for Yoga Hosers, that movie was trash. Like even he, I still it's have trash. not seen it. I still have yeah, not don't. seen it for that very reason. It's very um, bad. He he makes fun of Tusk, but I love Tusk. And um, I like Tusk too. That's weird. Yeah, I, I like Tusk, like, but Tusk I do is, not like Yoga Tusk, Hosers. Tusk is just so out there, and plus I love the the story behind uh, them coming up with the idea for the movie. Um, literally on a podcast, and him writing it like over the next like two days and whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah, and, uh, and Tusk Austin, Austin Butler, Austin Butler's yep. in Tusk too before he got really popular. So, yep. Yeah, uh, if I were to rate rate these two movies I saw, I'd probably be in the fours for each for each. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, go, I think I might uh, go four and a half on Totally Killer, but I don't like to do that until I've seen it again. Yeah, to give it like over four. I really did enjoy it. Initial um, viewing for so, me yeah. was definitely a four, though, for both. And yeah. uh, so we're gonna leave it at that. But we also have some rankings that you want to do. We're in the middle yes. of Halloween, and we're recording on Friday, Friday the thirteenth. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Movies that you uh, hold in high regard? Yes, yes, indeed. Oh. I saw them late in life, but I've only seen yeah. five or six of them. Yep, and you're gonna watch another one in a couple weeks. Yep. Yes. Of course, everybody knows that theme. Everybody knows that. Ch- 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 ah, ah. Yep. And yep. I've the rest seen of the theme, I- not so much, but yes, the ch- 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 and uh, which is what they got from when they use kill mommy. He, he used the K and the M, and then he ran it through an echoplex, which is a distortion unit, and that's where you get that sound out of. So it's, ah. that's why it sounds like it sounds like kill that's why he just went up to the mic and said, "Kill Ma." Ran it through the Echoplex, and that's how it came out. Yeah, I'm sure you've watched a lot of documentaries. There's a lot of documentaries on Friday the Thirteenth. I was, I wanted you to watch at some point one of these Octobers, but it's fucking seven hours long. Okay. Is the complete history because it, it's such a good documentary. But it'd be one we'd have to like do like talk about like maybe the first three movies of it because that's like four hours worth right there, you know. And yeah. then you know the next week we'd have to do more. Um, it's so. Absolutely, insanely good documentary. So where but, I uh, rank, where yeah. I rank on these movies, I've seen the first three. I saw three D. I think I had the first three on DVD. I haven't yep. seen four. Oh no, wait, did we? We no, saw we four. Watched that four last year. We watched four last, four last year. year. The Corey that Feldman. Was, yep. Oh yeah, you know I, you know we watched four because of this. Jesus Christmas! Holy Jesus, <laughs> goddamn! Holy Jesus, jumping Christmas shit! <laughs> I saw that today. I was like, yeah, I got to put that on the podcast again. But we didn't watch four yep. last year. And, uh, and also because seen... Crispin Glover's in it. Yep. I, haven't seen like, fi- I haven't seen five, six, seven, eight, or nine. But I did see ten with you in the theater. That was the yes. one in space. 
Me and I you saw, and Dusty, I think. I believe so. Uh, Freddy versus Jason, I saw that, of course, because that was a big, huge thing that happened. Yeah. Um, and then I saw the remake. Yep. And that is it, right? And, that's, and, that, and that was the last movie that came out? Yep. So, yeah, that, that's that all was, I've seen. And uh, next October, they will be doing the TV series just called Crystal Lake. Okay, which yeah, is that's right. Which is a prequel series. Okay. Um, but, yes, I, do, I did sit down and do the rankings. Okay. So, coming at 12 is Part 5, A New Beginning. Okay. And contrary to popular belief, Jason is in this movie. There's two different hockey masks. I believe the real Jason's wearing the red. There's uh, red triangles under the eyes and blue triangles under the eyes. I believe the real one's wearing the red, or it's vice versa. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that, that movie's trash. Um, it's really the only movie. Actually, no, I really don't like number 11 either. Uh, Freddy versus Jason. Um, yeah, it's a very weird movie. It's very odd. Um, I think the main reason why I don't like this movie is there is zero reason why Kane Hodder was not Jason in this movie. He came on as Jason in part seven and brought so much to the role. Before that, there was a different person playing Jason. And it was also done by a uh, Japanese filmmaker who had never seen a Friday the 13th or a Freddy movie before uh, before then. So... Um, that movie sucks. Uh, 10, Jason Goes to Hell. I don't know why, but I really, really do enjoy this movie. It's got some uh, sweet deaths. Uh, mm-hmm. Lady gets her head shoved into a fry lighter. Um, some good stuff there. Number 9 is just classic, classic fun with Jason X in space. Um, probably my favorite death in any Jason movie happens in this with the uh, when they freeze the dude's face and... They freeze the face, face mm-hmm. uh, T-1000 style and smash it on the counter. Yeah. Love that death. Uh, number eight is Party, um, which we'll be watching in a few weeks. Yeah. Jason takes Manhattan, kind of. You'll see when you'll see it. Uh, then number seven is actually the first one I ever watched. Uh, TNT, I was about seven years old, maybe eight years old. It was on. I had heard about the series. Uh, part seven. Um New Blood. Uh, it's basically Jason Voorhees versus Darth Vader. The girl uh, has telekinesis, basically, and fights Jason with it. Uh, lots of 80s fun in that one. Uh, part 6 is number 6 on this list. Um, the reintroduction of Tommy Jarvis after 4, 5, and 6. He's a different character, obviously, in 4. He's played by uh, Corey Feldman. 5, he was played by some actor. I have no idea who. 6, again, different different actor. Um, this is one, though, that was never on TV. So when I finally got it, was probably the last one I saw um, as a teenager before, like, X came out and whatnot. Um, then part 3 is my number 5, um, the 3D movie. Uh, it looks great in 3D. But you can't really do you can't really find it in 3D anymore, um, which is unfortunate. Um, I saw it in 3D with the the red and blue glasses a long time ago, but yeah. that doesn't really work on flat screen TVs. Yeah. So it is what it is. Uh, number four is part four. Um, we watched that and discussed it last year. Mm-hmm. Crispin Glover classic in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ted, where's the corkscrew? Fucking famous, great, great kill. He gets the corkscrew through his hand. Um, Number three is the original Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Bacon uh, was in this movie. And a few other people that did a little bit in life, but not too much. Um, it's, also, it's a fun movie. I enjoy also, it. also not known for having 
<clears throat> Jason and the Hockey Mask is that was the next yes, movie. Yes, so. because it was before Jason. Yeah. Um, number two is the remake. I absolutely love the remake. I did too. Um, I remember took, I liked it. It took parts of because Jason's character ran in like part two, mm-hmm. and a lot of people were complaining that he was running because he didn't do that much. Um, but in, like part two, he was so like in the remake in the scenes where he has the the mask from part two, the the bag over his head. Uh, yep. He's running around and stuff, and he's much more scary that way, I think, as opposed to just being this brooding guy walking through the woods. So part um, two, part two. I mean, the remake was part one and part two combined, right? Basically. Uh, one, two, and three. One, basically. two, and three. Okay. Because three is the one where he gets the mask, and he finds the mask about twenty minutes into the remake. That was um, a very smart. That was a very smart idea to do that because it kind of it yeah. kind of did progress the character that way. It was good. Yep. Yeah. In the beginning, the be- beginning of course scene is the mom getting her head chopped off. Yeah. Um, okay. And yeah, and the guy that played Jason is um, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he was also on the Swamp Thing TV show, Danny something, and he is like this huge horror nut, and he has a deformity where he's similar to Jason, where he can't grow hair, so mm. he looks just like Jason Voorhees would. Um, okay. but yeah, he's, he's just a diehard fan. Uh, he's, he's great in that movie as Jason. And my number one is Friday 13th part two. Okay. Um, this movie feels like a true, like telling a story around a campfire type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it also is the, one of the ones where a lot of like, they end up going to a bar, um, out of the camp. And so not everyone dies. That's kind mm-hmm. of their way to to kind of get them so that not everyone dies. Um, and I just, I really enjoy that movie. I watched it last week again. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Like I said, it's the most like campfire, like storytelling. Like I really like how they uh, went ahead and did that one. So that's my list. And I do love these movies. Even the really bad ones are just fun to throw on yeah. and uh, laugh at, yep. which we'll be doing in a few weeks with part eight. Cause that movie is <laughs> fucking ridiculous what was the first what was the first slasher that you remember watching as a kid was it friday the 13th yeah part seven had it had it been the first one i ever saw very very first one you ever saw yep i saw that before i saw halloween before i saw i didn't see the nightmares until later um i was a teenager probably and saw those over at a sleepover uh i never saw the original nightmare on elm street until i worked at the video store when i was 15 yeah um but i remember watching part three and four at a friend's house during a sleepover. Cool. Uh, Nick, Lo- Nick Liberty, if you remember him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, nice. love the series and I uh, can't wait for Crystal Lake when that comes out next year. Nice. Is that filmed? You know, they're in the middle of filming when everything. Okay. Happened. So it shut down. Yeah. So it may not yeah. be. Okay. I believe, I don't think it's in the can yet. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, let's get into the news. And it's not a new segment without the trailer roundup. So pretty big trailers came out this week, but we'll talk about it. Um, the Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live. I know you're still under The Walking Dead, so I'm bringing this up for you. Yep. This is the return of Rick and Michonne. Um, yep. After this, after the original series ended, this is the return of the, just those two characters to spin off. I know Norman, yep. Norman Reedus has I his still own spin off. Uh... I still got to watch the Maggie and uh, Negan one because that's yeah, the they, one I'm interested they had their in. Own. I really don't care about any ones, but uh, I have to track those down and watch them because I heard that it was pretty good. Plus, yep. I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan, so yep. he's the reason why I kept watching till the end. But yeah, this is the return to them. It was supposed to be a movie. I guess it's a series now. I guess that's what, how they're doing it. It was supposed it. to be. Rick was supposed to have his own movie, and then when they 
decided not to do that. They ended up turning into the Rick and Michonne show. Uh, show. Okay. Okay. But yeah, the trailer for that came out. Uh, clip from the old dads. The only reason I'm bringing this up because it comes out next week, and we're going to review it next week. Um, we're actually going to re- we're going to do the podcast a couple days later, just so we can watch this and play the new Spider-Man game, which also comes out on Friday. Um, we're going to give our first initial reactions to that as well next week for Pod. Um, but old dads, this is um, this is Bill Burr's movie. He directed it, um, and uh, it's going to be on Netflix. So I can't wait for that. I know you can't too. Um, oh yeah. Got a brand new look at the Wonka trailer with Timothy Chalamet. I think this trailer was even better than the first one. Yep. Um, I, I like how they're doing this a prequel story to Will to uh, Willy Wonka, um, and I think I think Tim, Timothy Chalamet is a great choice. But I also think that Hugh Hugh, Hugh Grant is a great Oompa Loompa, and what they've shown in this yep. trailer was really good. Um, yeah, they they knew people like the uh, Hugh Grant Oompa Loompa in the first trailer, so they gave us more of that. And uh, they're putting elements of the music from the first movie, which I love. I'm a musical yep. kid, so I love that they're doing it in this, and that it's not a completely different story like the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was. That was more of a based off the books. This is based off the movie. It's it's definitely a prequel to Gene Wilder, so that's great. Yep. Um, him finding the Oompa Loompas, him creating his Chocolate Factory and all that, and how he became a recluse is gonna be great. But the big trailer this week, something we've been looking forward to, we've been talking for for months. We've known this story for years. The story of the Von Erichs, Iron Claw, with yep. with a great looking cast, a great looking yep. trailer. I know you were yep. very high got, on it. I was high on it some, too. We uh, saw some free birds in the ring. We saw Rick oh, yeah. at the end. We, we did. didn't see, to my knowledge, uh, MJF yet. No. He was going to play Lance, the yep. fake Von Erich that they tried to create and it didn't go so well. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, this movie is going to be it, awesome. It looks awesome. We're very, we're very, ex- we're very excited for it. We're going to watch it for the pod, of course. Um, but we're very, very excited. Zac Efron doesn't look like the Zac Efron of older days. Yep. Um, he's definitely, he's done something to his face. He says he got in an accident. Um, he had to have re- reconstructive surgery. I think it's just plastic surgery. He's just trying to save face, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, but he's also bulked the fuck up. I mean, he's, he was yeah, always he's huge. He, he is jacked up like a wrestler. He looks like Mickey yep. Rourke in the wrestler in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he was always, he was always in shape, but he doesn't have the like thin like he's he got like a bodybuilder like yeah. wrestling build now yeah yep, yep. so and jeremy allen great. white he looks amazing in this he's a great actor we were talking about it earlier yep. how how great of an actor he was and i wasn't really attached to him until until i watched shameless way after yep i watched the bear first season i watched shameless after then this last year actually and how great and how magnetizing he is in that role and everything yep. that I've seen he him in young. now, I'm just he's yeah. very young in that. And everything I see him in, in now, especially the second season of The Bear, he's just very attracted to his magnetism on screen. And in this trailer, it was the same exact thing. Seeing him in the ring, seeing him interact with his brothers, it's just, it's just amazing. I can't wait for this story. So we will talk about that at length coming up in the next couple of months. But um, that being said, let's get into the news. Um, last week's box office, The Exorcist Believer came out. $27.2 million domestically, making it number one. Uh, Pod Patrol was second place, and Saw X was in third place with $8 million. Um, not a huge Dece- yeah. not a huge October, but um, I'm also not big on the Exorcist movies or anything the like that. The Exorcist, um, you know how much they paid for the rights to The Exorcist? No idea. $400 million. Jesus, that's a lot. And also, why, 
why are they giving these to David Gordon Green? Like, I get it. The first Halloween he did was very good. Um, very good. But the last two were terrible. And why is this guy not making comedies anymore? Look at what he's done with comedies. He's been, his comedies, they're all been home runs. What has he done? very good. What has he done? Uh, Pineapple Express. Okay. Um, he did a bunch of those. He did, uh, Vice Principals with Danny McBride, the TV show. Okay, okay. Um. Yeah, he's got a resume, though. I, he's got, he's got some good comedy stuff under his belt. Yeah. I don't know why he's doing all these horror, like, I know he was a fan growing up and whatnot, but well, seems like, like Danny, he was doing really well with comedies. That's like and, Danny McBride. Yeah. Danny, Danny McBride did the Halloween stuff, too. He was, uh, very much into the horror. Yeah, he was one stuff. of the co-writers. That yeah, it's sense. crazy. Let's see what else David Gordon Green did. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to know. Yeah, that's uh, Exorcist. I'm not big on the movie. I, I don't. I'm not in. I'm not into that type of horror or or hauntings or whatever you want to call it. I'm not into that. Um, it's very psychological. It fucks me up in the head. I think it fucks up a lot of people. Yeah, those movies are tough. Yeah, they're tough to watch. Um, oh, he's been I haven't. I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen Vice Principles. I have seen uh, Righteous Gemstones. I do like that. <laughs> Yep, he and did Richard also. Okay, that makes yep. sense. Eastbound and Down is one of the best shows that HBO ever put out in Danny McBride. He's, he directed Myth, uh, Myth, uh, Mythic Quest. Okay. Uh, Mystic Quest. Yep. Uh, yeah, Vice Principals, Red Oaks. He did Stronger, which is a very good movie also. That's more of a drama. Okay. Um, Eastbound and Down, he was one of the guys on that, obviously. Okay. He did that movie, Joe, um, which is also a very good drama. Um. So yeah, so he's explains. kind of been all over the place, but he's done. Yeah, he did Pineapple Express is a very good comedy. Uh, hey, Dan, Danny, Danny McBride. Like, Danny McBride's yeah, Danny in there McBride. too. Yeah, he's, he's in. He Pineapple should just Express. stick to doing comedies with Danny McBride because so, it seems like it's working out for him. So I mean, I was always wondering why Danny McBride was part of the Halloween franchise, this yeah. last franchise. That that explains yep. it. This guy must have been. He must have been, must have been on his coattails with him. Yeah, they um, must be. Fr- they probably went to school together or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Kind of like Adam McKay and no, they didn't go to school, but they came together. Adam McKay and Will yeah. Ferrell. Um, lots of DC and Marvel news. We we'll start with the DC news this week, and the big news was Aquaman behind the scenes stuff. The, the how this stuff came to be is very very strange. They, there's some legal documents that came out with with medical records or some way some fans actually got this from the psychiatrist yes. of Amber Heard. And they basically paid her, I think. They paid they, for yeah, whatever, yeah. which seems illegal. It, it does seem illegal, but there's some sort of a legal loophole that they were actually able to get them legally. Yeah. And um, from what she says in her psycholo- psychologist's office to her, to her uh, therapist... Um, Aquaman 2 was flooded with drama, which was always the, the story behind the scenes. It's been the rumor since this movie started filming. Um, Jason Momoa allegedly showed up drunk on set. Um, Amber Heard's scenes were cut because of Jason Momoa and the stuff that was going on with her in the trial with Johnny Depp. Um, and a lot of it was because of the defamation trial. And there's at one point, there was even a, a time where, Jason Momoa dressed up like Johnny Depp to try to push her and try to uh, try to make her crazy, I guess. And, and he also tried to boot her from the role as uh, Mira in the movie. Um, yeah, uh, it's very. I don't very, think James strange. Wan. James Wan's the one that wanted to recast her. Um, yes. Also, um, the whole Elon Musk writing them letters, um, threatening the studio if that was they the other recast thing. her. Um, the whole thing is odd 
But the whole dressing up, like, I just think she was just going through a hard time. That's just how she perceived things at the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, she's also uh, fucking batshit crazy. She is, um, yeah. So but yeah, she actually she I think actually a lot had of it has to do with it, but yeah, she actually had her ex boyfriend Elon Musk. Who I think they have a kid together. They are something I can't remember exactly. Maybe yeah. they were just boyfriend and girlfriend. But she actually had her boyfriend Elon Musk write a letter to the studio, threatening them that that he's going to take legal action if they didn't because there were there was initial talk of her being fired and they and they didn't want she right. didn't want that to happen. So that was a whole thing that happened. But yeah, it's what a mess and. For this to come out in this way is very, very strange. But we yep. always heard, we heard the we heard the rumblings that shit was happening there. We've also heard in the same rumblings that this movie is in turmoil, yep. and this kind of puts it into picture. Like, yeah, this movie is not going to be good. Um, if yep. this is proven, if that's proven true, I'm guessing the other rumors proven true too. And that's pretty sad that this is how Snyderverse is going to end in this shitty movie, but. We'll have to wait and see. Um, also, speaking yep. of Jason Momoa, there's rumor that he's in talks to be recast as Lobo in Superman Legacy yep. of all places. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Superman Possibly Legacy. for Legacy, but definitely for the DCU. Definitely for yes. the DCEU, but that's also been a rumor for a while, but this is breaking real true. Yeah. This could happen news this week. And uh, yep. he would be great. We, we mentioned it. it would be a great Lobo. He would. He would. just yep. has a look. He loves the character. I used to love Lobo in the '90s too. Just a great-looking character. Came out right around the time of the big Venom craze on TV. So, yep, it's, it's very, very yeah, anti-hero. Lobo. Yeah, great anti-hero type of character. Space motorcyclist, whatever the hell you want to call it. But yep, um, kind of born to play that play that character. Not really born to play Aquaman, but maybe Lobo. He can he can he can turn around for. We'll have to wait and see. Um, yep. And the other big WB news that came out of the Snyderverse is that there are no plans going forward for any of the Justice League cast members to be reprising their roles going forward. It's all going to be brand new, which we kind of already figured the nail was in the coffin. Maybe, maybe eventually they could do something with Snyder again. But for now, they're giving James Gunn his own reins to just do whatever he wants. Yep. Which is probably the best thing right now because there was so yes. so much turmoil behind the scenes for this franchise. And uh, if they're gonna if they're gonna continue it, do it with Snyder if he wants to later on. I don't know if he'll but, want to after the bad taste that. And like they really can't do. They really shouldn't use Ezra. And no. I mean, everything that uh, what's his name Cyborg has said about WB. I don't know if he would do the role again right he probably would if zach was back and everyone else was back but yeah that's the thing i, I think zach, zach snyder would be the glue to keep everybody together and, and that would be the only none thing of would... none of the people he's mad at still work at the company yeah um yeah. remember that he threw shots at james gunn about it earlier and it's like yeah bro no, james gunn yeah. wasn't the abusive fucking boyfriend you had yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know yeah um also last uh, piece of warner brothers news uh, rumors of them possibly selling to Universal Studios, according to a new report. Um, they, of course, you know they just sold to Discovery. They kind of had a merger with Discovery, so they're starting yep. that merger right now. Um, and the big news is that they're expected to sell to a brand new owner again. Just because they're trying, I don't know what they're trying to do, but Universal is probably the best place for them to go if they were going to have a con- continued so. conglomerate of uh, products. With their Universal Library and that library, they'd have a pretty good horror yep. library just on that alone. Yep. And, and uh, um, Universal Universal let their they let their creators create too, 
which is yeah. good. They don't get involved as as much as WB does. Yeah. Um, I wonder where, what this would do for the DCU. Because if they take over, they might just put yeah. their own people in place to run make that. Their own, or make their they own could just Marvel Studios. See what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what the DCU is. It's their own Marvel Studio. It's their own version of that. But they um, got it. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. But yeah. But it's interesting if they would kick Gunn and Saffron out or if they were just kind of see if their plans are working or not yeah. and then formulate a plan going there. Um, but I don't think the sale could happen or have really any effect on Legacy, so I feel like we'll get that anyways. Because yeah. um, it'll take a while for the whole thing to to move forward. Yeah. So. Um, so let's get into the Marvel news. Big Marvel news this week was that they're rebooting the reboot of Daredevil. Daredevil Born Again. After it already after started filming. Already shot some. <laughs> they shot some of it. Yep. Then, then of course the the strikes happened and they shut down. But they started watching the series last month into September. All the higher ups in at Disney, even Kevin Feige, was part of this decision. And they realized that the first four episodes that they had, first four or five episodes they had watched were not what they had planned. And they decided to scrap everything, fire the writers and the directors, and they're going to start up and do a new creative reboot of this Disney Plus series to do it the right way. For one thing, I'm glad that there's some sort of a creative control, some sort of quality control here. Another thing is, I think this is also Bob Iger coming back and realizing that you guys need to pick up your shit and figure out what the hell you guys did while I was gone for those the couple of years because you fucked up. Numbers are down. Audiences are down, not just because of the pandemic, but because you guys have put so much shit out compared to quality over quantity, and the quantity has been so much, quality has been so little. I saw a trailer today, which I didn't put in the notes for for Godzilla, the new Godzilla Monarch, which looks yep. fantastic, and the the CGI in that coming out on Apple TV next month, the CGI in that looks great. You watch something out of these MCU stuff that's come out in the last two years, it looks cartoonish. Even The Flash looked cartoonish. They're not yep. putting their money into the right spots in these movies right now. They kind of got lazy over the pandemic. That's exactly what happened. Yep. I think it's a movie like The Creator, which was made for $80 million. Yeah. It looks like a $200 million film. It does. It looks better than anything that Marvel's come out with since Endgame. Or DC, yeah. Yeah, or DC, for that matter. Um, it's not superhero fatigue. It's just you guys got to put out some good fucking material, and you have yeah. seventy years of Marvel. You have a, almost a hundred years of DC storylines that you can adapt. There's no. It's just like every other mythological story. It's like every other story. There are written texts that show you what to do. You just got to pick the right shit and not deviate from it. And that's what they've been doing. And also kind of stick we're going to talk about it in a minute but kind of stick to a plan especially when it comes to the tv side um and they're going to renew they're going to revamp how they do their shows they're going to have more series a more new creative system including multi multiple seasons not including like Loki season two totally different but instead of having single one type of season like this will be one season of falcon and winter soldier that's it Let's have a plan. Let's have a showrunner yeah. in place where we can have and create a series that will run on for years to come. That's yeah. how TV works. Because the plan with uh, Loki was always two seasons. That's why it. Yeah. That's why it's been good. Yeah. Because they it was know always where they up. need to go in one season to get to the next season. Yeah. It was always going to set up wherever wherever the multiverse is going to go. That's what Loki was there to set up, and that's kind of what they're doing now. Um, 
But yeah, they're going to hire showrunners, which every TV show, every good TV show has. They kind of started that with She-Hulk. They, they fired the writer of She-Hulk, and then they brought her back during filming because they wanted a co- cohesive person to kind of showrun everything. She wasn't considered the showrunner, but that's what she did. But they're actually yep. going to have showrunners going forward. Um, and that and to kind of marry the Marvel culture with the traditional television culture, which has been around for decades. It's just the way television works. That's why television works, because there's a continuing story, not only in this universe, but you can have a continuing story throughout each season as well. And you don't have to have just one story. And that always bothered me with Marvel. And also the other thing that bothered me was the TV shows felt like they could be condensed into one movie. And that wasn't the way you should be doing that shit at all. You should be doing it as a series and making it yeah. episodic. And they haven't really been doing that. So I'm hoping this will kind of change that direction. Bob Iger also is said that he's becoming increasingly frustrated and overwhelmed by the company's box office failures. And this isn't just Marvel. This is Star Wars. This is their animated, like, Elemental did horrible. I hear it's a great movie. You said you saw it, right? It's Elemental. very good, yeah. It ended up breaking even. It did terrible to start, yeah. but they left it in theaters and eventually broke even. Yeah. So, I mean, even Loki Season 2, second most viewed season premiere on Disney Plus this year. I think uh, Mandalorian Season 3 was the number one with $14 million, but this is $10.9 million in the first three days. Um so yeah, it's it's just a time where they have to they have to just tighten the grasp on what they're doing, and not let everybody be so loose, and, and kind of get the CGI straightened out. I mean, there's a lot of people there that are very very creative. Um, the casting that is on point has been on point for a very very long time. That's that's not what they have a problem with. It's the creative control right now that they have a problem with, and and the CGI they need to rein that shit in. And if they do that. There is a chance that there this may not die. It actually could happen. They could do something. They it could do something before Secret Wars happen. It kind of turn around what has been shit in the last couple of years. And I love Marvel, and I'm saying this. So, um, Loki season two. I mentioned it last week. Um, Ob played by Kwiat Kwan. Um, he had a role in a movie. I couldn't remember what it was, behind-the-scenes role, because he hadn't acted in a very long time. He was a stunt coordinator on the first X-Men movie. Yep. Um, that's what he was doing behind the scenes. That was a movie I couldn't remember what it was. Um, he has a lot of connections to Loki, this Ouroboros character, um, in North mythology. Um, I don't know much about it because I forgot to read the article, but I do want to get into it a little bit. Maybe next week we'll continue the story. But he was great in this episode, too. He's just a great choice for this character of kind of, kind of the character that's trying to keep the sacred timeline intact before it implodes, and uh, he's doing a great job in that. Um, Loki also revealed that Steve's decision to to stay in the past didn't create deviation in the sacred timeline. Um, this new temporal loom that they created, this thing that keeps the timeline kind of intact, um, it's it's a it's it's a MacGuffin, of course, it's a TV show, yep. but it's um. It's it, it, it it's not going to overwhelm the whole timeline just by him making it and branching off into another direction as as old Steve like he did. Um, so it wasn't a huge problem, but there may be implications going into Secret Wars if Steve Rogers comes back, which I think that may be a way of bringing him back. I also I've always wanted to see an old man Steve Rogers TV series with him returning the stones. I think that would be great. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but. Um, and the other big Marvel news this week was Fantastic Four. The director, Matt Shackman, came up talking about how they start the, they're going to aim to start the filming in spring of 2024. 
We'll talk about that a little bit later too because the actor strike's still going on in the foreseeable future as well and it sucks. But um, he also confirmed that the first family has been cast for the very first time an official word that the cast has been set um, and pre-production process and everything has been set. Everything they've been working behind the scenes on this storyboarding set designs everything has been done they're just waiting on the actors to be able to work and they can't work right now so they're taking a lot of time to build this movie this movie should be the best marvel movie that ever came out it's had the most amount of time they've had to build it so we'll have to wait and see i mean we're, we're talking this was supposed to come out i think may not not may of next year that's thunderbolts but the may of the the following year of 2026 i believe um i can't remember the exact timeline but everything is going to shift I'm, I'm sure but um, this is supposed to be one of those May tentpole movies of uh, Memorial, or uh, not Memorial, but May, the beginning of summer season. So we'll have to wait yeah. and see. I have I have high hopes. Um, we talked about it earlier. Spider-Man 2, the game, comes out next Friday on the 20th. I'm very excited for it. I, I, since I'm not moving now, surprise, I was able to set up my, my, uh, my PlayStation last night. Looks great. I love the look of this damn thing. I love the controller. Um... But they took when they because a lizard, the character of the lizard, is going to be a part of this game, and they and they studied real life lizards to create the lizard in Spider Man Two. And it's the one thing I liked about this trailer is how this lizard character looked in the trailer. Um, of course, Kurt Connors, he was in one of the movies, Amazing Spider Man. Um, I like that story a lot too. I hope they adapt it great. I know Insomniac did a great job with the first game. I don't have any problems. I don't think I'll have any problems with this game as well. I haven't played Miles Morales, so I don't know how they adapted his story. I know uh, Into the Spider-Verse did a great job with it, so I don't know. I don't know how that story turned out. I know you played through the game. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to di- try to dive into it a little bit this week before I get into Spider-Man 2 next week, but we'll give our reactions to that next week. Um, also, and last thing in, in, uh, in video game news, Disney is reportedly eyeing an interest in purchasing electronic arts. I know they. I, I read another article this week that they want to uh, get deeper into gaming. That's where all the money is right now, especially in microtransactions and all that shit, which is annoying. But um, and even even the mobile gaming aspect of everything, where you where you pay where you pay for coins and you pay for weird shit. It's all it's all it's all weird way of gaming right now. Um, but yeah, they want to get into gaming, so they're thinking of purchasing Electronic Arts of all things. So we'll have to wait and see. I know EA is into sports and all that, so I don't know. I don't know. I think they I think they did the um, the uh, Kingdom. The kingdom, I can't remember the yep. name of this kingdom. Well, Disney's been working with EA because they did the uh, that Star the Star Wars games. Yeah, that's uh, right, Survivor yep. games. So, yep. Um, and Guillermo del Toro revealed that his act Star Wars movie, which we talked about a few weeks ago, was in fact the rise and fall of Jabba the Hutt. Um, and that was <laughs> the movie he was going to work on. Um, but yeah, it just ended up it just ended up going in the back burner, and it never got it never got made. And he started making other thing. And the next thing he's making, he announced was Frankenstein. And it's going to start yep. beginning in February as long as the actors come back. And he's already cast the actors in the movie: Andrew Garfield, Oscar Isaac, and Mia Goth, and Christoph yep. Waltz. Can't wait. That's that cast sounds amazing. Um, yep. All actors I like. I like Mia Goth. Mia Goth. Now that I saw her in X, I'm going to see her in Pearl next yep. week. Um, and that's going to be great, and I and I love I love all the actors that he signed on to that, and I love Guillermo del Toro. I've, everything I've seen yeah. with him is fantastic. Of course, Hellboy, where it all. Started I mean, he me. already made his uh, Monster in the Black Lagoon movie with uh, yep, that fish, fish movie, um, which is basically just a homage to old 
uh, 40s, 50s movies like that. So uh, looking forward to this. It should be really good. He's going to go down as not only a great director, but a great artist, great creative creative yep. mind. Uh, he created all those characters. Like even in in that movie, like you mentioned, but in um, Pan's Labyrinth. His Pinocchio, great. his Pinocchio was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I heard it was too. Um, Paramount Plus does these South Park things specials every once in a while. They're coming out with the end of this month. It's all the South Park characters, the four kids, as women, older <laughs> older women of different ethnicities. I saw the trailer. It looks funny as hell. It comes out October 27th on Paramount+. Plus. Um, yeah, I know they have a deal where they have all these special like one-hour movies on Paramount+. Plus. They still have the series go on, too. But yeah, I can't, I can't wait. I, I, I need to get into the show again. I'm so far yeah, behind on that and Family Guy and, 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 and it's always sunny. I got behind yeah, over the I'm years. So I'm, like, I'm like 12 seasons behind on Family Guy. Yeah, Family Guy. Family Guy got came back. I got into it for a few first seasons, and I got behind. Um, Halloween movie getting a TV re- reboot at Miramax, and also just maybe alone. also maybe a shared universe of some sort in this reboot as well. There may be uh, maybe some sort of a shared universe. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Miramax maybe. is Scream, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, Miramax. Miramax is the uh, Weinstein's. Was the Weinstein's? It was also Disney owned. Yes. Um, I think it may be still Disney owned. I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I know you're you're big on Halloween more than I am. So if yeah, you, we don't if need you this. Say, if you say that, then let I it, agree. Let it die for ten years and then do something, but don't do anything in the immediate future. We haven't really talked about this. this we haven't really talked about this much, but Suits, the show. I never yes. watched it. But it came it's out good. on Netflix last month, and it's doing huge streaming numbers. The minute it came on Netflix, everybody uh, started watching it. It came out on Netflix like in March, but it's the biggest show Netflix has ever had. It's got bigger numbers yeah. than Stranger Things. And which Breaking is Bad insane. and all that stuff. It's yep. huge, and, and they're actually going to be developing a new series, a new suit series after the, after the yeah, breaking uh, success of this. And uh, yeah, I've never seen it. The, I um, don't know much about the it. The end of the show was terrible because before the last season, the two main actors left the show. Yeah, what's her name? So That's the last Mary season Married to the Prince, yeah, right? Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, Meghan Markle. Markle. Yep. And the other dude who was in one episode of Friday Night Lights okay. uh, left the show uh, before the last season. Hmm. Okay. Um, Candy Cane Lane coming on December 1st on Prime. This is a new Eddie Murphy Christmas movie. He's uh, going to be a saving Christmas of some sort. Um. Yeah, love Eddie Murphy. We'll watch it. (laughs) We'll watch it. I love Eddie Murphy, but his deal with Prime it started with um coming to America, the second one. Yeah. Um. I I believe he's he has another Beverly Hills Cop, which bringing back all the original actors, which I kind of am excited and intrigued by. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um. Yeah, we talked about it. Jada Pinkett Smith reveals that her and, and Will Smith have been separated for years. We talked about it at the beginning of the show how crazy that is. She did a huge interview with uh, with NBC News, a whole entire like hour long special, where she was trying to save. <laughs> the clips I've seen just sound like she was trying to save face and trying to distance herself yep. from everything that happened with the slap with Chris Rock. And she also mentioned that Chris Rock had hit on her, and that's why Will Smith slapped her. There was there's old heat there that she said, just just shut the fuck up. And she's also- um, I saw a meme. I saw a meme this this year this week that was um, Jada Pickett Smith is the only bullet Tupac dodged. That's what I was going to mention. 
<laughs> the other thing, the other thing, the other thing that she said was that Tupac, uh, Tupac um, proposed to her in jail when he was at Rikers. She said, "I saw that really? clip today too." Yeah, it's in her. She has a new book coming out. That's why this all this stuff's coming out now. Um, so uh, yeah, we're going to be hearing about this for the next few weeks. And Will Smith is um, awkwardly quiet over this whole thing. So we'll have to wait and see if he even mm. says anything about it. But a twenty four is a twenty four is reportedly in search of big action and big IP rights. Um, a twenty four, of course, is a not really underground uh, movie studio, but they've done, of course, the X movies and all those. Kind other of stuff. how they started. Yeah, um, but they're doing they, bigger franchises now. They're named A24 because their original plan was to do 24 independent films. Okay. And then when all those became successful, like the first 10 were all like fucking hit out of the ballpark or whatever, like 10 of their first 15, they just kept making more movies. Now there's like 90 of them. Um, but I love this company. I love them. I love Blumhouse. It's going to be weird seeing them do a big IP, but I guess now they have the money for that type of stuff. Yeah. So we'll see. They're- I mean, they're making if money. they keep it to the same same level of filmmaking, then they're going to do really, really well in that space. Yeah. Um, but if they try to go bigger than what they are as far as, like, just doing big for the sake of big and not fitting the story, then it's not going to end well. But, I mean, I have no reason to doubt that they could do it right until they don't. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I know you're a huge Seinfeld, huge Larry David Seinfeld yep. fan. Um, I'm sure you saw this news this week. Jerry Seinfeld was yes. in Boston doing stand-up. I was going to get the audio. I forgot to grab it. But at the end of one of his sets, he does a Q&A at every, every one of his shows. Yep. Um, fans started asking him uh, about the finale. Are you happy with it? And he said, well, something's going to happen with that ending. It hasn't happened yet. Him and Larry have talked about it. And what they would talk about is pretty much what you would think we would talk about. So all the rumors next and 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 everything the inter- internet and the world is saying that there's going to be some sort of a reunion or reboot. Speculation they is should. a Super Bowl hey, commercial. Hey, Frazier do it. Why not? The speculation is Super Bowl commercial as a lower uh, as a lower part of that. The other yeah. part of that speculation is it could be a series like you mentioned with Fraser. Um, um, yeah, I don't know I, how I feel about a series, but I mean I. Why not? I mean, I'd watch it, obviously. It would pull in huge numbers. Um, like, almost 80 million people watched Seinfeld's last episode. Um, they kind of did do this on Curb Your Enthusiasm. On Curb, yeah. I was going to mention that. Um, which was actually somebody cut it and put it on YouTube. It's like a 15-minute Seinfeld episode. They just cut all the yeah. clips from the show. Yeah. Um, and I thought they did a great job on Curb with it. Um, so, I mean, as long as Larry and, Dave, and uh, Jerry are both back... Uh, I think it would be good. Yeah, because Jerry, Jerry, he's he's very proud of the fact that he wasn't canceled. He went out high. Yep. Um, yep. And I think coming back at this point, he's such a creative mind. And it's him and Larry are both creative minds. Coming back at this point would not necessarily tarnish the legacy of the show. But maybe it's time for something like that to come back in a world where comedy is very, very much on a tightrope wire. Yes. As far as what you can touch in this in this in this climate, um, and it'd be interesting to see where a show like that would go. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, Sony also confirmed this week the Sony uh, PlayStation big big uh, holiday rush on those as well. They confirmed that a PS5 Slim is coming out this holiday season. Um, I just bought my PS5 like last year. Bought the new one this year with the Spider-Man face plates. Um, but the difference between this one is the digital version has a thing that you can take off on the side and you can actually buy a 
DVD or a Blu-ray drive that attaches to the PlayStation so you can install your own drive if it didn't come with it. Yep. Which should have been done in the first place. You can buy the dive, the drive digital. You can drive the buy the digital version and buy the drive later on if you wanted to add an additional drive to it. Kind of like a modular design. I think that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. If they did that, and uh, this is gonna be a thinner, smaller bezel, smaller everything, smaller, quieter. I'm sure. So uh, yeah, I, I like the PlayStation. I like the PlayStation Five. Very fast. Very cool. Yep. So I love the uh, controller. They finally, they finally got the controller right. They did. I, I like the controller, too. Um, some sad news. How do I After years of selling DVDs, CDs, Blu-rays, everything, Best Buy is phasing out the sales of physical yep. discs in their stores starting early next year. Best Buy is where I bought majority of my DVDs, which I still have. They're all in totes upstairs. But they are... Yeah, they're going to be getting rid of DVDs and physical yep. media, which we knew was going to happen and eventually. I think Walmart is phasing it out, too. They have um, been, yeah. The thing, crazy thing about Best Buy, too, is uh, they account for 45% of all DVD, Blu-ray, yeah. and 4K sales. 45%. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, this is the... I figured Amazon would be a, up there, but yeah. Yeah, this is the death nail to uh, the physical media market. Although Amazon is great for vinyl records, um, that's where yeah. I get all my vinyls now. I've been buying I've been buying vinyls a lot more lately because I like the artwork of a lot of albums. But yep. the, the albums that I buy them on are only albums that I like to listen to right straight through from first song to last song. Um, yep. Just be, just because I love the I like to see the artwork expanded and see details I've never saw in the CD case, which is kind of cool. But um, and finally in news, SAG AFTRA. Talks between SAG Astra and major studios have broken down yesterday, as we as we record, and the uh, and the uh, Alliance of Motion Pictures said that on Wednesday that the gap between the sides sides is too great, um, and the studios are just not listening to their demands. And they're also saying that um, the studios are using bully tactics and slams them after uh, talks are suspended. Um, it's clear that the gap between the uh, SAG Astra is too great. And conversations are long, no longer moving forward in a productive direction. So this is not good news. This means more delays are probably coming if they don't straighten this shit out soon. Um, it took a while for them to get back on the drawing board this week. Just to get back and kind of in a room with all the studio execs and try to hammer this deal out. Which was said at the beginning of the week that they were pretty damn close but that something happened here. Um, See, so yeah, I don't know. They're... They're not coming out with their demands um, that they want for for streaming and for AI and all that shit. So we'll have to keep you posted on that uh, going forward. Sucks. Just but, gonna delay everything else going forward. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. Going into the holiday season, going into the end of the year, and the big thing coming out of this, we'll talk about it now because I said I wasn't gonna talk about it in this episode. But Taylor Swift's movie comes out this weekend. And the deal that she made with the studio, she actually made individual movie movie deals with each and every movie theater chain. The first one was AMC. She she made a deal with them. Um, I can't remember the percentage that she got from it, but it was huge, huge numbers. And then she and, and then when that when that did gangbusters, and I think it was like a hundred million dollars. That's when she started going to Regal, started going to other chains, and she made individual deals with them as well. Movie comes out today. Actually, came out yesterday, and it's going to be probably the number one movie of the year opening. It may even be worldwide the biggest movie of the year, but we'll have to wait and see. I don't know about that, but 
Um, it's going to do big, huge numbers. We'll talk about it next week. Um, and it's also, I know the Beyonce movie comes out in a couple months or a w- couple weeks as well. So it's going to be, we mentioned that reality TV was kind of taking over the TV landscape, but this is kind of a way for movie theaters to make money because there's not going to be a lot of creative products coming out during this SAG after strike yep. that's going on. So it's another way, it's another way of making money, having reality kind of bitch shit on on movie screens and make money, make, make it like a concert experience. So, um, so yeah, that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to do our old dad's Bill Burr movie, uh, review. It's going to be on Netflix. If you want to watch it, um, we're also going to talk about Spider-Man to the game venom coming to the consoles again, probably in a very, very good way, better than he's ever come before the venom symbiote venom, the whole entire thing. Craven can't wait for that. We're going to give our reactions to that as well. And, uh, I know, uh, I know Scorsese's new movie comes out as well. I don't know if you're going to watch that next week or not. Um, I Probably not, but I know it comes out on Friday of next week. I'm going to uh, try to see it Thursday night because okay. I'll be too busy with the weekend with Spider-Man and everything. So. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah, you're out of work on Monday too, so Kevin's back full yep. force next week. Yay. Let's do this. Let's do this. Winter, winter Kevin. Love the winter Kevin. We also talked earlier, we're going to mention on the podcast now, we also talked about reviewing places around here. And we wanted we wanted to do last last winter, we never got to it, but we're going to try to do a, a road trip, kind of our own driver's dines and dines. once a maybe. month or something like that, or we'll yep. see how many times we can get out there. Probably go by Yelp, go by uh, good reviews, yep. good places that we, we may want to try, good restaurants. There's a, uh, there's a guy on YouTube, uh, I don't know if you've seen him, I think his name's Dame Drops. But he does. He looks on Yelp and goes to the worst reviewed places in his state of Connecticut. Okay, uh, that sounds cool. He's a pretty good. Uh, he's a pretty good little. His videos are like less than ten minutes, um, or like he'll do like when Taco Bell because of the new menu item, he'll go to like a Taco Bell and get it or whatever. Um, but yeah, something like that where we do our own little dip, triple D and go to places around here it could be fun. Diners, drive-ins, and dives. The Geek Blur version. All right. Yep. That's it for today, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.